This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is probably supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And welcome again to Cottage Talk. I am Russ Goldman, and this is our post-max reaction show. I'm calling it five takeaways from Foam's 3-0 victory against Crystal Palace on Boxing Day at Selhurst Park. Let's first say this is a huge and massive victory for Fulham on the road on Boxing Day. We'll talk about the red cards. We'll talk about Metro. We'll talk about a lot in a very quick Post-match reaction show. Five things I'm taking away from it that I'm going to be doing shortly. Also, just want to mention, as always, please do subscribe on YouTube and on Apple Podcasts. I'm not live today on YouTube, but I will be in the future. Just thought I would try something different by going live on Twitter on my Russ underscore Goldman Twitter account and also on Cottage Talk. Just trying something a little bit different But this show will be available afterwards on YouTube, along with other podcast apps. Wherever you get your podcast, you'll be able to listen to this commentary. And again, it's just myself. I will have co-hosts back on shows coming up soon, but I wanted to do a show today quickly for you. Get it up. I know it's late in England. It's just coming up on dinner time on the East Coast in the United States. So I wanted to do a show because I'm excited to talk about this Fulham victory. So let's just start from the beginning and just talk about the impact that this will have. Now, Fulham are currently eighth in the table, and this is massive. This is huge because, as I've said before, if you look at the 40 points that everyone looks at, for safety. Well, Fulham are now on 22 points and still more than a few matches left before we're even halfway through the season. At some point, you're going to have the opportunity to say, I think everyone will have that opportunity to say, it's not about safety anymore. It's potentially about Europe. They are inching their way towards that because on 22 points, and we can look at what the future holds for Fulham. That's what a victory against Crystal Palace does. 
it gets them further away from the relegation zone, and it really sets the tone for the rest of the season. Huge match against Southampton coming up as well, but this is huge coming back from this huge layoff from the World Cup. Three points on the road, massive. And I'm going to share my five takeaways from it. Let's start here. Let's start where Russ Goldman gets it wrong. The starting 11 was very strong with Mitro and Anthony Robinson being available to play. Now, I was basing my thoughts on the preview show based on Marco Silver's presser that potentially these two players were not going to be involved. In fact, I didn't think that either one of them were going to be involved. Well, Russ Goldman wrong again because they were both involved and both were impactful in this match, important in this match. It just shows how important it is when Fulham are pretty much have their strongest side. We could argue, is Bobby Decker Dover Reed part of your strongest side? He's making an argument for it, and he's making it difficult for other players to take his spot. We'll just say that. So this, to me, was a very strong side. I was just trying to be cautious here because Mitro's coming back from an injury, and I'm thinking, well, it makes sense to rest him, take your time with him. Well, not Fulham and not Mitro because they played him, and he was a huge impact. Fulham are much better right off the bat with Mitro in their side. They showed that today. Not just him, but also Anthony Robinson. But when you look at the starting 11, you have Tim Ream and Diop. You have Kenny Tete back fit. Anthony Robinson playing as your left back. Central midfield is very strong. I'm going to be talking about that in just a second. We have Mitro up front, William on the left, and then you add Bobby Decadova-Reed on the right, not hurting you at all on the right. Very strong side. This, to me, was an extremely strong side going into this match. The keys were Mitro and Robinson being available, and I got this wrong. So I'm just going to say it one more time. Russ Goldman, wrong again but I'm so happy to be wrong. I just hope that Mitro and Robinson come out of this match okay and they can be ready to go for Southampton. But it was great to see them play. I was against it, but Marco Silva knows a lot better than I do. So good call from him. It paid off with a full victory. That's number five. Let's go to number four. As I just mentioned just a few minutes ago, Fulham central midfield, I thought, as I said in the preview show, would be pivotal in this match. I thought they would set the tone. They would control the match and keep Zaha and some of the other pacey players quiet. And I think that's exactly what you saw. Fulham, especially early on, set the tone. They were aggressive. But I think it does start with those three, Paulinha, Harrison Reed, and Pereira really setting the tone for the rest of the team and getting that play going on the wings. And, you know, everything was really, from the get-go, they were ready to go. But I think it starts with central midfield. I really do. And, uh, you know, I had a friend of mine say, well, Polina probably didn't play his best match. Maybe he did not. But he's still key to everything that they do. The tackles that he makes and just being that tone setter, along with Harrison Reed and Pereira, the three of them work very well together. So that is another takeaway because when they can control the play, Fulham have a very good chance of winning a match. And I think they were 
pivotal in this game. So that's my number four. Number three, talk about the goals. Now, I'm going to talk about the red cards coming up. Buffon scored three quality goals and, on top of it, kept a clean sheet. I'm putting them hand in hand because I think it was very important to get the clean sheet, but it was also important to score these goals. The first goal, Bobby Decadover read once again, but set up by Mitro and also set up from Kenny Tete and just some good play from Fulham, always being on the front foot in this match. And that, to me, is so important. This is what is so different from the Scott Parker years, from the Marco Silva teams, is being on the front foot, being aggressive. Fulham war once again. And another great header from Bobby decadover Reed, set up from Mitro, who, again, does it all. Assists, scores goals. He just does everything for Fulham Football Club. So, again, if you look at all the goals, first one from Bobby Decadover, the second one from Tim Ream, of all players, was just a screamer. And I know that this was looked at from VAR. It does, I think, go off of Mitro's arms, but it also goes off the defender's arms. So, for me, I think this was the right call. Even if... The goal did not count. This was a great strike from Tim Ream, who certainly deserves it. Once again, proves Russ Goldman wrong because I wanted Fulham to upgrade at the center back position, specifically him. I didn't think he could keep up in the Premier League. He's proven me wrong, and I'm glad that he's proven me wrong. The third goal, again, Mitro doing it all. Another quality goal. I know Fulham are up two men but they still need to get some good service and just basically just an easy header for Mitro to make it 3-0. Quality goals. And then if you cap that with a clean sheet, I think that's very important. I, I think this is extremely important because I listen to a lot of podcasts, watch a lot of shows, and they all talk about, well, Fulham score a lot of goals, but they give up a lot of goals. This is true. And I think it's important to set the tone for future matches with clean sheets. You have to show that you can have a clean sheet, not just once, but several times. This is a good step in the right direction. Clean sheet, very important. That's going to lead the two red cards. And I think they're both valid red cards. The first one specifically, definitely valid on that challenge to Kenny Tete, I think that's a red card. The second one was the second yellow from Tompkins, and it might have been accidental, but it's a yellow card. And honestly, it was the right call. I don't think the ref had any choice but to give that a yellow and now Fulham have a a two-man advantage. But here's the thing about that during this whole period of time. You can have this advantage, but it's what you do with it. And Fulham scored two goals under these man advantage situations. And they were dangerous pretty much throughout that period of time. Now, after they were only down a man, yes, I thought that they were trying to do something, but Fulham were just controlling the play and just waiting their time and not pressing. That was the whole thing. They were being patient. 
and taking advantage of their opportunities, and they did. Could they have scored more goals? Absolutely. But they did enough with the two-man advantage to score two goals. That is key. It's what you do with it. It's great having this advantage, but it's what you do with it. Foam show that they can take advantage of a team. you got to bury them when you're up on them. And this is what they did in this match against Crystal Palace. They did not give Crystal Palace a chance in this match. And that, to me, is the overall theme of this show is Fulham deserved this victory. Up two men, whatever. They deserved all three points. From the minute this match started, they were ready to go. Crystal Palace was not. But you know what? Fulham made Crystal Palace look unprepared. And I think that gets lost sometimes. We always focus on, well, the other team played like crap. They did this. They did that. It takes two to tango. Fulham made Crystal Palace look like crap. I'm just going to say it. They did. And my number one takeaway, Fulham kept Zaha very quiet in this match. Here's a player that has destroyed Fulham over the years. Really just done a number on him. And Fulham really kept him quiet. So I want to give full credit to the defense and also central midfield for really not giving him a chance to really sniff anything here. Now, is he always dangerous? Yes. But when you keep this player quiet, you're giving yourself a really good chance to win. And I think that's what Fulham did in this match by keeping Zaha quiet, but controlling the play, really not allowing him to hurt you. Because going into this match, I was very worried about Wolford Zaha. Well, Fulham showed me maybe I shouldn't have been so worried because they had covered. Could talk about the red cards, obviously that helps, but they had it covered before the red cards. They did a nice job on Wolford Zaha. Deserved the clean sheet. Absolutely deserve the clean sheet. Okay. So to end the show coming up next, I'm going to share who was my man of the match. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay. To end this very quick five takeaway show, I'm going to share with you my man of the match. I think you start at one place, and it's got to be Mitro. I'm going with Mitro as your man of the match. And what's interesting about him, and I think other clubs are finding this out, it's not just about the goals he scores. It's about his influence in the match, his ability to get his teammates involved, the assist. That pass to Bobby Decker Dover Reed was unbelievable. Great cross. Mitro is a lot more than a goal scorer. He's a complete striker, as I've called He comes back to defend. He helps in the build-up play. He assists, and he scores goals. What more do you want from a striker? And it looks like my friend Mats agrees with me. Mitro. And let's see. I do have a couple of other comments I'm just going to share to end the show. This is from Stefan. Russ, strong side, but there is a big but. Can we really measure the performance of the team and the result when you play against a team of nine 
for most of the game, notwithstanding we were up by one goal when we were playing 11 versus 11. Stefan, I think I already discussed this. I go back to that time when we were 11 versus 11, Fulham were the better side. So I think you can. Also, when you take advantage of a team, when you're up to men, that's a sign of a good side. So I think you can learn something from it. So that's just where I'm coming from. It's not about the red cards. It's what you do when you're up a couple of men. You still have to score goals, and they did. Mike Asiola agreed. But they looked well-prepared and sharp after the World Cup break and on Boxing Day. Okay, very good. Let's see what else Stefan says. Tete also had a very good game. Very good point, Stefan. Tete, I thought, played very good. I want to give a shout-out to Bobby Decadova-Reed. I thought he played well. Just someone that can always help you. Does he have a regular position in the starting 11? I don't know, but no one's taken it away from him yet. But going back to Tete, totally agree. Totally agree, Stefan. See what my friend Wayne has to share. <clears throat> Good evening, Russ. Merry Christmas to you and your family. I'd just like to say that the game today was a walk in the park. I don't know if it was a walk in the park, Wayne, but I enjoyed it. Let's just say I fully enjoyed it. Okay, well, that's going to do it for this very quick episode of Cottage Talk. And uh, as you can hear, I'm feeling a little bit sick, so I can't go much longer. But I, as I want to mention one more time, thank you, thank you, thank you for everyone who watches and listens to Cottage Talk. Please do subscribe on YouTube and on Apple Podcasts. We're going to have many more shows in the upcoming New Year. Just want to mention that. I wanted to get a show out to you tonight after a huge form victory. So that's what I'm going to do. Upcoming shows. Again, we'll have many co-hosts. I just wanted to get some content out to you right now tonight. And that's why I did a show. So, but it is time to wrap this up. My name is Russ Goldman. Thank you as always for watching and listening to Cottage Talk, now part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.